Welcome to the Book Marketing Action Podcast. We feature exciting guests, real conversations, and actions you can take to reach the biggest possible audience for your work. I'm Becky Robinson, your host for the podcast, the founder and CEO of Weaving Influence, and the author of Reach, Create the Biggest Possible Audience for Your Message, Book, or Cause. I also created the Reach More Readers Workshops. Thank you for choosing to learn with me, and I hope you'll take action today as a result of listening to this show. If you benefit from the show, please subscribe, rate, and review us to help us reach more listeners. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Book Marketing Action Podcast. I'm your host, Becky Robinson, and I'm so thrilled to be joined today by Stephanie Chandler. I have been following Stephanie and her work at the Nonfiction Authors Association for a long time and am, in fact, a member of the association as well and have benefited from the amazing resources that Stephanie and her team have pulled together. So I'm so excited to talk with her today for you to get to a chance to know about her and her work and her organization, um, and also this important topic today of sponsorships that authors can seek from corporations. So Stephanie, welcome. Hey, Becky. So good to be with you today. Thank you. So as we get started today, Stephanie, could you tell our listeners a little bit more about yourself, the work you do, and your books? Yeah. I mean, it's kind of a twisty path, but I left Silicon Valley in 2003 and I opened a brick and mortar bookstore in Sacramento and thought I was going to write novels in the back office (laughs) and very naive plan. It turns out I was a terrible fiction writer, but I really fell in love with nonfiction. I also hated running a retail store and I saw a lot of really poorly self-published books as a bookstore owner. So I knew I wanted to work with books and I just made a kind of a U-turn and moved into publishing. I sold my store. And then in 2010, I launched the nonfiction writers conference because I didn't find anybody talking to nonfiction writers online. And that was really disturbing to me. So we had a three-day online event with 18 speakers. I had no idea if anyone would attend, but they did. And each year they kept coming back. And they would say, how do we keep in touch when this is over? And that led to the Nonfiction Authors Association in 2013. So I myself um, traditionally published and a self-published. I had an agent. We sold several books together. I got a little turned off by traditional publishing. Um, So I do understand this industry from a bunch of different angles. And I just greatly love getting to work with nonfiction authors every day. And and we do our annual conference every year in May and and it's a ton of fun. Amazing. I think actually in the past, my team members have attended your conference as part of professional development and had great things to say about it. So on this topic of corporations and sponsorship, you know, I'm very intrigued by this as an author and I'm excited to learn from you. So why would corporations want to sponsor authors? Yeah. I mean, the number one reason is they want access to your audience. So if you think about it, this is why we call it influencers, right? Influencers influence, have influence over their followers. Authors by nature are influencers, especially if you're building a large email list or a good following on Instagram or LinkedIn or Twitter wherever your audience is spending time, maybe it's that you have a lot of website traffic, but audience is really important. Um, And also from the perspective of your books, you might find a sponsor who 
where your books are a fit for their customers, their employees, they could use, you know, copies of your books as giveaways and things like that. So there's really two ways to approach sponsorship. So Stephanie, as I'm listening to you, what I'm curious about is how big does an author's platform or audience need to be to attract a sponsor? For those who might be listening who are really just trying to grow a platform or community, how big do they need to be able to grow before they can expect someone to want uh, to invest in them? Yeah. So the size of the audience really depends on the, if you're working in a niche or if you're, if you're aiming for a really broad subject matter. So for example, Sponsors love small business influencers, but there's a ton of competition in that space for people who have huge platforms. But if you're somebody who focuses on pet care or gluten-free living or something with a smaller reach, hiking, one of our members has done really well with her topics around easy hiking and getting sponsors for her events so smaller audiences, um, maybe you can get away with 5,000 to 10,000, but for a large type of audience, whether it's health or wellness or small business, I would say 10,000 plus to really get their attention. Okay. So tell me a little bit about things sponsors would pay for authors to do. Yeah, there are so many cool ways to work with sponsors. So sponsors will pay for things like tweets or Instagram posts or videos. They'll sponsor blog posts on your website. They'll sponsor blog posts on their own website. They'll sponsor podcast episodes, uh, online events. If you do a multi-day conference or even a single webinar, you can get sponsors. They'll pay you to speak. Um, So there's tons of different ways. As long as you're reaching an audience, I have an author friend who put himself on a road tour before the pandemic and had, and he's a tech guy. So he's, he speaks to tech audiences and he got all kinds of tech companies to pay to help cover the costs of his tour simply by putting up their logos in his presentations and talking about them and, and things like that. So there's lots and lots of ways that sponsors are willing to pay for access to your audience. So I'm going to ask a a question that's not on the list, Stephanie, and we can edit this part out about me saying, I'm going to ask a question that's not on the list. I hope it's okay. Um, All right. Um, So I tend to receive a lot of emails where people are offering a sponsorship opportunity, and I have a difficult time sorting out which ones are legitimate, which ones are not. And I'm also a little bit reluctant to be perceived as advertising. So for the most part, every time I see like, oh, I want to sponsor your newsletter, I want to sponsor a blog post, I say no, just because it's easier to say no to everyone. So do you have any advice for how to sift through opportunities that might come to you um, where someone's offering to sponsor? Yeah, I get a ton of those as well. I think um, most of the blog post ones are spam. So we're, we've, you know, I'm a freelance writer and I'd like to write for your blog or we've got great content to place on your blog. Those really are coming from link farms that are trying to put links on your site back to their blogs. Now a newsletter inquiry, that's a little less um, common. So I would ask, you know, what is the service? Who are they trying to reach? And I think it's fair to ask some questions first. So what companies do you work with? What services are you offering? And that's a good way to filter out because there are new, you know, publishing related startups that are trying to get access and they're legitimate, but there's definitely a lot of spammers looking to place blog posts. 
Got it. So asking more questions can help you figure out if the sponsorship opportunity is worth pursuing. Absolutely. So I'm wondering though, when you're talking about authors seeking sponsorships, are you thinking that more often the author themselves would be reaching out to request a sponsorship and how successful is that outreach typically? Yeah. I mean, it's great when the sponsors come to you and they will, I promise you, if your platform starts to grow and you're getting good visibility, sponsors are looking for you, but doing the outreach is definitely a huge part of it. Um, And there's lots of ways to, to reach them and look for them. You want to think about, you know, what are the companies that reach your audience or want to reach your audience? So let's say it's, you know, you've got a book about your dog, you could reach out to pet food companies and pet health companies and look for them. And by the way, companies are looking for creative ways to get the word out. They know influencers have leverage and have the influence on audiences. So you can reach out to them. I like to research people through LinkedIn. It's a great place to find people. You're usually looking for um, the VP or director of marketing for the company. Now, some companies are enormous and they're going to have multiple VPs and directors. So you might have to ask around. If you're bold, pick up the phone and call the company directory and ask who is the director of marketing. Um, Maybe it's a big company like Office Depot. Who's the director of marketing for the back to school campaign? Um, But you'd be surprised what you can find on a LinkedIn profile. Um, And, you know, you can pick up the phone and call, you can get the email address, you can send postcards, there's lots of ways to approach it. But I would say be persistent. Got it. So can you share any real world examples of some sponsor agreements that you're familiar with, with your authors? Yeah, tons of them. Um, Melinda Emerson, who's the small biz lady, has tons of sponsors. And that's because she built her platform on Twitter. She has like 300,000 Twitter followers. And so she gets paid to speak. She gets paid to do all kinds of events. She had Visa sponsored her blog or excuse me, her book tour. So they will, because she has a relationship with them and she speaks at their events. And once you build that relationship, you can start expanding from there. Um, I have another author in our community who had an ongoing arrangement with a cable company and they would bring him in every couple of months to do a free speaking event. And they would bring in their prospective clients. Hey, you're going to learn about technology or futures or whatever it was he was talking about. Um, and he, they would pay him, I think it was like 70, seven grand per appearance. And he would be able to sell his books and these, they would be able to convert these clients, these potential clients into customers. I personally had a, a wonderful year long six figure sponsorship where I served as a spokesperson for a company and that's kind of the ultimate. So if you're, you've really got your platform going, a spokesperson role is tends to be a longer term agreement where you're doing, maybe you're speaking at multiple events. I, in that case, I contributed blog posts. I I flew to their events three or four times in that year. Um, So there's different, different pieces of the equation. Social media, of course, was involved. Uh, And so there are just so many true real world stories about this. Um, Jenny Levine runs goodforyougluten-free.com and she's been building a community of gluten-free people and she's got all kinds of sponsors, people with new gluten-free products and things like that who will sponsor her webinars. 
Um, some, some of them bought bulk copies of her books for giveaways and things like that. That is amazing. So let's talk a little bit more about that. So what's the range of fees that you might expect a sponsor to pay for one of these agreements? I mean, you mentioned $7,000 for a speech. You mentioned a six-figure year-long sponsorship. So what's typical? So typically I would say maybe you're going to do like a live webinar or a Twitter chat. You can probably expect around five grand for something like that. Um, and live events, you can expect five to 10 would be the typical average. They might pay you just for a blog post and a tweet that might be a thousand dollars. I had um, a corporate sponsor for several years who paid me a thousand dollars a month to sponsor a blog post on my own site. And I would write, I, I came up with the topics. They would approve the topics. They would be posts I would be writing anyway. And at the end of the post, it would say, this post is sponsored by this company. And it would have a link back to them. And it was literally that simple for $1,000 a month. So the, the fees can range greatly, but it start with one thing and build from there because these relationships can grow. So I'm curious, as I hear you talk about that, Stephanie, how you decide that a company is the right fit to align your brand with. So you made a decision to do this monthly blog post to mention this other organization that sponsored you. So how can you decide if they're the right fit for you? Oof, that's such a good question, Becky. I mean, I'm such a, integrity is one of my core values. So I'm really choosy about who I will work with. Um, and those companies I flat out will not work with because I don't align with them. So you know, my philosophy is you have to believe in any product or service that you're going to promote. And if you don't, then you decline that and you move on to someone that's a better fit. Got it. Okay. So we talked a little bit before about how you find sponsors and you mentioned you can look on LinkedIn, you can pick up the phone. Are there any other ways that an author might go about finding a sponsor? Yeah. You know what I love is um, pub publicity firms. This is an overlooked opportunity. Every big company works with one, sometimes three, four, or five PR firms. So you can simply do Google searches, you know, PR firm for Microsoft, PR firm for Purina Dog Food, and contact the PR firm. Now, PR firms are tasked with coming up with fresh ideas for their clients, and they love influencers. So you can find the, the name of the PR firm, reach out to them and say, hey, always lead with your, lead, your audience. How big is your audience? How many people do you reach? And suggest a couple of ideas. You know, we're doing monthly webinars that are getting 1,000 people, uh, and our social media reaches 10,000. That's impressive. Right. So lead with something that will catch their attention and point out what's in it for them. We'll help you get visibility with our audience. We use your product. And when I look at sponsors to the association, uh, I look at what products do we use? Right. So we have constant contact. We have findaway voices. We have lulu.com. Uh, Ingram Spark. So what services and products do you use in your everyday life? They want to hear that you're an active user of those products and services. That is fantastic. So when you find the, the companies that you would like to sponsor you, what should you include in that sponsor pitch? 
So it's that lead with audience. I think that's, that's what they care about most, right? It's, it's who you're reaching, how many you're reaching. And then I love to come up with ideas. Let's do a giveaway. I know, you know, pay attention to what they have going on. What are their current initiatives? A lot of times that shows up in the most recent annual report for a publicly traded company, or you're following them on social media and you see they're doing, you know, lots of campaigns around some sort of promotion and you can tie into that and suggest that your audience could really benefit from this, you know, new, new soap product that they're, they're promoting. Uh, So be, be aware, pay attention to what they care about. And keep every, any pitch that you ever send to anybody ever should be short and sweet and to the point. You don't want two page long emails. That's going to get deleted. Keep it bulleted, easy to read. You know, uh, this is why you should hire me and how I'm going to help your audience. So any suggestions on subject lines of emails that will get open and acted upon, Stephanie, when you're sending those pitches out? Yeah, subject lines are tricky. Um, things like, um, regarding your back to school campaign or, um, promotion for your back to school campaign or, uh, partnering on your back to school campaign. I think those things will get opened. And I think even you and I get tons of emails, right? So you open everything, it, but you glance, right? You glance mm-hmm. and you're quick to delete. I, I am so quick to delete. I get so much email. So think about that too. They're probably going to glance at it no matter what. So you really need to get their attention in like 0.5 seconds, or they're just going to head to lead and move on. So I'm going to ask a question. I don't know if you're going to want to answer it, but I'm very curious. Um, Using the Nonfiction Authors Association as an example, what percentage of revenue comes from memberships compared to sponsorships? Because it sounds like you're suggesting this strategic avenue potentially that authors or organizations haven't yet tapped into. And so what kind of increased overall revenue could someone expect if they start to go down the road of seeking out sponsorships? Well, most organizations, uh, trade associations and things like that, I really researched that before I started my own association. A lot of it comes from conference sponsorship. So from an organization perspective, that can be 50% of the revenue for the year. That's very common. Um, From a book sales perspective, I mean, it's great if you can get sponsors that want to maybe give away your books to new members. Think about nonprofits as well, by the way. Large nonprofits have budgets. They will pay for speakers. They will allow you to sell your books. So don't be afraid to reach out to them as well and start to build those agreements because $1,000 a month adds up if you're starting to add more and more sponsors. And you can say, hey, we're already working with this company, right? And show that you've once you get one, it's, it's easier to start getting the others and it can be a significant portion of your revenue. That is terrific. So before we wrap up our conversation, Stephanie, is there anything related to seeking sponsorships that you would like our audience to know that we haven't spoken about yet? You know, I would just say, don't be afraid to pursue it because you really have nothing to lose by sending out these emails, make a list um, and just start doing the research and sending them out because one one day somebody's going to say yes. It's a lot like trying to get your book published, right? One day somebody's going to say yes, and maybe you get feedback that helps you improve next time. 
Um, but don't be afraid to get out there and start asking. And for those who are listening who may not be authors yet, you know, I think this advice really could apply to anyone who's podcasting as well, who might be looking for a sponsorship opportunity. So um, every time we have an episode of the Book Marketing Action Podcast, we leave our listeners with some action steps that they can take immediately. And I mentioned before we started recording that I think the number one action step is if you're a nonfiction author, you should be a member of Stephanie's Nonfiction Author Association. And it's not expensive to join and you're connected to so many great resources. So please, uh, as an action step to today's podcast, take a look and check out what Stephanie and her team are doing. Um, And Stephanie, what else would you add? What's another action step that those who are listening today could take as a result of listening to our conversation? Yeah, thanks for that, Becky. I would say uh, sit down and figure out who are the companies that you want to target. Think small, think large, include those nonprofit organizations. I work with an author who's a memoir writer and memoir writers might think, oh, there's nothing in this for me. But what if there's a topic from your memoir that ties in? So this particular author does a lot of work with Go Red, which is the Women's Heart Association. They pay her to speak at her their events. They buy her books. So um, start making your list of potential companies, organizations, that would be benefit from working with you and then start doing the research to find the contact information. That research can take some time, um, but it's just worth it. It's worth the time because one sponsor could pay for your time many times over. Yeah, I love this, Stephanie. And I'm thinking about an author that I just signed on to work with. His book is coming out in January of 2023. It's our first book for that year. And uh, his book is about employee wellness. The title is A Cure for the Common Company. And I'm thinking sponsors could be hugely valuable as part of his marketing mix. So I'm really glad that we had this conversation right at this time, because I think there's some possibilities there. That's a wonderful topic for sure. He should have lots of corporate sponsors. And there are certain companies that, you know, promote wellness from within and do go above and beyond for their employees like Google and Intel and IBM. So that's the kind of research to do and find those companies. Perfect. Well, before we wrap up today, Stephanie, I would love for you to share with our listeners how they can get to know you and your organization and your books a little bit better. Where are the best places for people to find you? Yeah, thanks, Becky. Nonfictionauthorsassociation.com. We're doing a lot more courses. We have a certification programs now for book marketing and publishing and publicity. And then nonfictionwritersconference.com. We have a just a thriving community. There's tons of free resources. You can start there. But of course, we'd love for you to join us. My uh, book is Nonfiction Book Publishing Plan. It walks you through if you're self-publishing. Um, but not a lot of people, um, especially in the nonfiction space, necessarily want to do it all themselves. So um, we can help with pointing you in some directions. Becky offers some amazing resources as well. So I love our community. Publishing is a wonderful community. We're really lucky. Thank you so much for investing this time with me today, Stephanie, and I look forward to continuing to learn from you. Um, For those who are listening, if I can be of help to you at any time, you can always email me. I'm Becky at weavinginfluence.com, and I look forward to connecting with you soon. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Book Marketing Action Podcast. If you haven't already, I hope you'll buy a copy of my new book, Reach. Create the biggest possible audience for your message, book, or cause. 
When you buy the book, you'll unlock a free course of REACH resources with more than 50 additional learning resources available exclusively for those who buy the book. Find out more and find links to buy the book at beckyrobinson.com forward slash book. If you've already read the book, I'd appreciate an Amazon review. Thanks 